Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. I am so super excited today to have with me the beautiful Karen Robinson, and she's going to be talking to us about trauma, how we can get past it. You know, we've all gone through something, and I'd like for you to welcome her, help me welcome her. How are you doing, Karen? I'm awesome. Thank you so much, Cindy, for having me on today. Oh, no problem. No problem. So tell us about your, your history. I always know that things happen with cause and effect, you know, and, and I've definitely met um, my share of people who have interesting niches, things that they get into, things that they thrive and that they're passionate about. Um, give us a little background as far as, you know, your history, what made you actually, you know, choose this line of, of work. Tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I had a bit of a rough beginning with um, young parents who lived in poverty and um, were abusive to each other. So there's domestic violence in the family. Um, and then that proceeded to be childhood abuse where I actually attempted suicide at a very young age. It was not successful, obviously, um, thanks to God. And after that didn't work, I thought, well, maybe I'm meant to do something. And it, I, was, I was still pretty young. And then, I, you know, a year or two later, I ran away from home. And that's when um, my life really turned around at that point. I was assigned a, a, a male social worker who was not kind, who was really unprofessional. He um, accused me of being promiscuous. He accused me of drug abuse. Neither of those were true. But if they were true, it still wouldn't have been okay the way he treated me. And I knew in, you know, in that moment that I wanted to be a helping professional that would really respect people, hear people and, and want to help them at their worst time of life. So that's how I got started. That is awesome. That is awesome. So tell me exactly uh, what it is that you do to aid and assist those who um, have been traumatized. Tell us a little bit about basically your levels because they're different levels mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. trauma. yeah so I got my MSW which is a master's in social work um, from the University of Maine and then I had the two years of clinical practice that was closely supervised and I I did that um, in an agency that was severe mental health issues but also there was a trauma recovery track and so I had nine months of specialized training and trauma recovery at that point. And then um, during my career, I worked as a therapist mainly. I've had other careers or other populations I've worked with. Like I've worked with children, adolescents. I've worked in schools, hospitals, outpatient, inpatient. Um, I've worked with homeless populations, shelters. I mean, I've been doing it for 24 years, so a long time. Um, and I also did a lot of trauma recovery work with our, our military. So I've been trained to help interpersonal traumas, which is the domestic violence, child abuse, sexual assault, 
and then also the combat um, traumas. And what's fascinating about all traumas and even like medical traumas, car accidents, severe illness, is that the symptoms are very similar. So once you learn what's healing and helpful for people, it tends to be helpful across the board. You know, um, I kind of, it's like you read my mind when you said about the car accidents. Um, and it also, when you made mention of um, your attempts for suicide, however, you're still here by the grace of God. And so the, the funny thing is, um, I think for me, my, the threats on my life beyond, you know, being a survivor of domestic violence, the, the threats um, that were most, I would say, uh, traumatic that lingered on, even with scars were from, you know, car accidents. And um, I'm going to be brief so I can get it back to you. But um, what I thought about when you were talking about the trauma, I remember um, the one where I went flying through the windshield mm -hmm. and um, it, it was, oh my gosh, it's like for seven, eight hours, I couldn't feel my body. And so even, you know, the emergency room and the, the paramedics and different ones were saying that, you know, I had angels all around me. Um, somebody wants me here. Somebody wants me here because my head was supposed to be off of my body based off, you know, the impact. And I remember for a long time, as much as I love water, because where we were um, when um, this individual fell asleep behind the wheel while we were traveling, where we were on that stretch of 95, my body should have gone inside of the water. And it didn't, you know, just went off to the left versus going, you know, over the embankment into the water, the bridge. And I remember for a long time, um, as much as I love water, I could not drive over water. I couldn't drive over a bridge. I would start to, you know, just like hyperventilating. Um, high levels of anxiety. And I think, and, and that's when, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, you coming on, you know, one of the primary questions would be, how would a person, when they've experienced trauma, what would be the key elements for them, um, I would say growing past it? Because I don't think people ever really truly um, recover I think they kind of heal and move past it to a point where they can um, communicate or talk about the subject or um, give people information as to how they got over it to help another person get over it. How do you feel about basically what I just said as far as um, recovery versus um, learning to, to live past it? Yeah, it's, it's actually a really great question and a bit controversial, to be honest. You know, it, you could ask five, six different therapists and you'll, you would get different answers. Um, my personal or clinical judgment or assessment on that is it's person specific. It's your character. It's um, how resistant or resilient you are. Both of those um, actually play into this a stubborn um, people tend to take longer to heal mental health wise. Uh, depends on your faith, your spirituality. So I I think that he like complete healing is possible if it's a maybe a smaller trauma. I, I think with really big traumas, I, I kind of agree with what your take is that it's, you know, we do heal pieces of it, but it's 
it's still a, a presence in our life in some way, somehow. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's amazing that you say that because like, even with myself, I ended up with a goose head on my forehead, you know, but based off of the damage that was done, I would say uh, post and the scratches and the scars and honestly God answering my prayers to heal the scars outside. It's like, I can get past and grow past you know, the detriment on the inside, but to have everybody see me from the outside with the scratches and scars and bruises, you know, I, it was like, please just, you know, just heal me of that so that I'm not wearing that badge, you know, that I've been tossed and, and driven through a windshield. And um, I remember, you know, even years uh, down the road, um, I had um, some um, MRIs, MRAs done, different things to be able to see why that scar tissue was there. But I remember distinctly, um, the physician at that time said that it may go away, it may not on my, you know, the, the big goose egg on my forehead. And so, you know, years and years passed by, passed by. And um, someone asked me, they said, Cindy, they said, uh, is that a, a bruise there? Or is that, you know, makeup? And I said, no, it's a bruise, you know, and I'm, I'm just typing away. And um, I said, no, it's a bruise. And so then they asked me about it. And I said, well, actually, you know, that's what was left. That was a small piece compared to what um, I had experienced with the recovery time. And you, it, it, as you said, it, your faith has a lot to do with, you know, how speedy you move past things. And um, I'll never forget um, the lady. And I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't really familiar with her at all. But I was telling her about the goose egg. And I said, yeah, I said, it'll probably be there, you know, for a while it's been in there for some years at that time and um and I said you know I don't like it so I try to just you know kind of wear my hair in different ways so it's not seen and she said well you know don't look at it as a negative Cindy she said look at it you know even though they said that you were you know that was supposed to claim your life and you're supposed to be dead from that look at it that you know it's like God kissed you on your forehead and sent you back and so that was a way it, it's, it's so amazing sometimes how something so small that seems so minute can really encourage somebody past trauma. You know, I have been self-conscious about that goose egg on my forehead. <laughs> I mean, it's completely self-conscious. But at the thought of um, it being a point where, um, you know, he kissed me and sent me back. Mm -hmm. you know, but it, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And okay, I've got the evidence. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've got the evidence. And so a lot of times, I think it has a, a lot to do with um, communication to talk about that. Can you you tell us a little bit about um, how important, if anything, that communication is in getting past traumatic events and, and occurrences? Yeah, I think there's different ways that we can express our pain and suffering. Um, talk, talk therapy is one of them. Um, writing, uh, narrative writing of your trauma stories, you know, doing your timeline, and then after verbally processing, um, uh, processing them through writing, and also even art, the creative expression can help us process these traumas in different ways. So I like to ask people to talk, write, and create. And that's a formula that can help with grief, with suffering, with pain, you know, especially emotional pain, um, to help us heal. That's awesome. That is awesome. What are the symptoms of post-traumatic syndrome or post-traumatic stress? What are some of the symptoms that you've seen in your expertise in your career? Yeah, that's a great question. 
So when a new trauma happens, like, so let's say a whole uh, military combat team comes back from um, Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever the latest battle is, it's normal when they first get home, we call it acute stress, that they have um, disturbed sleep, difficulties with transitioning, some irritability, problems with appetite. But when it goes beyond a certain point, and it's usually between 30 and 60 days, after that, if their appetite is still impacted, um, if they're still having nightmares, problems with sleep, if they're still feeling startled, um, hypervigilant, really on guard of their surroundings, then we're looking more at post-traumatic stress. And the same with sexual assault survivors. It's normal after that because it's a huge trauma to your body and to your spirit it's normal to have that reaction but if if it's if you get stuck in that recovery um, and really are suffering past the first couple of months then we diagnose with post-traumatic stress it means a longer impact a lot more um, problems coping your body's having a hard, hard time coping right right then Okay, so male and female, what have you noticed to be a distinct difference of how a female versus a male recovers from trauma? Mm -hmm. I, I want to say there isn't that much difference, but an interesting thing I, I discovered when I did work for the military, if a spouse, especially a female spouse, if she came in for services, um, and her husband came in for services, let's say they did couples counseling, it would be weird that he'd be the one coming back from war, but her scores were higher in PTSD. Wow. So it shows us she was trying to take the trauma, trying to carry it, trying to process it. And I, I thought that was very interesting. Now there's more, there's research and stuff. It's, it, you know, it was like, surprised to see it but not surprised and now it's you know being more you know looked at and written about so I think as women we feel responsible to carry suffering our own and others we, we want to try to fix it um, men often minimize their symptoms because it doesn't feel macho if we're doing stereotypes I have some men that have no problem talking about their symptoms and working through it, but stereotypically men take a, a much longer to get help. And so their symptoms can get worse. It's probably why one of the reasons why you're more likely to see a homeless vet, a male vet than maybe a female vet. Um, I mean, of course that happens both ways. Um, right, right, right. They well, take longer to get help. Yeah, so it's, it's basically, um, well, I, I read an article not too long ago that was talking about um, neurologically, of course, males and females are wired different. <laughs> it seems like we're wired the same, but we're, we're wired different. Um, and it was uh, mentioning about um, like the depression levels of ladies versus men, you know, and I thought about it in relates, you know, as it relates to trauma as well. So basically you're saying that um, women basically kind of suppress a little more. Is that what you're saying? Um, and try to cope with it in their own way, or what are your thoughts? Um, well, I think both genders suppress, but maybe males a little more because they 
they stuff it and don't get help right away. With depression, women show sadness because it's more socially acceptable, where men will show it as anger, which yes. is more socially acceptable for them. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So um, what would be some of the key takeaways as far as what you would you know, suggest to our listening audience as to some ways you know, that they can actually execute quickly um, mm-hmm. or work on to be able to um, move past trauma? Yeah, great question. A lot of times when trauma happens, we avoid talking about it. We try to just suck it up. And that's actually not a helpful state of mind to be in. I actually recommend you talk about it as much as possible. You know, and it doesn't mean you tell everybody on the street, but have a few people you trust, you know, or a therapist, coach, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, write about it, write about it be creative and do healing um, exercises for your body. You know, do like trauma-informed yoga, do deep breathing, meditation, you know, try to eat as healthy as you can, working out, like use all the self-care strategies to help yourself heal. So the more attention you give to yourself to recover, the better, because you will get better. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, the busy woman's question of the day, um, how do you decompress? What do you use or what do you do? What techniques um, mm-hmm. or style that you have to um, balance everything that you're doing and decompress or have self-care time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great question. I, I try a lot of different tips and tricks and tools. I have a self-care bag, which is what I recommend a lot of my survivors get. And it's just a bag of your favorite things that you pull out. Um, when you're having a really shitty day or a bad day, um, it can be small things to lip balm to warm, fuzzy socks, you know, pictures of your favorite people, your favorite tunes. It can be many things. So I also love massages. I, I tend to be someone that stores stress in my shoulders and my neck. So I just love a good massage. And I, my husband actually bought me one of those massage guns. I love that sucker you know, um, using heat, uh, or if you are someone that is achy, sometimes cold, you know, alternating that mm-hmm. therapy. Um, you know, I've, I go to therapy off and on as I feel is needed to, to work through my own stuff, journaling. I have a personal trainer a couple of times a week that really has been helpful. Hi. Yeah. Hold you. You've got a good mix of things to keep you zen. I love it. I love it so much. Well, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? The best way to reach me is through my website. It's healthrivedream.com. Healthrivedream.com. That is wonderful. And I will put that down in the description there. But for now, I have enjoyed you so much. And I will see you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. (laughs) Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.